Hello Pisces friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Pisces October 2021 Astrology Must Knows. Definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. That is the interface for all the free and other goodies that I create for you each month and there are a lot. If you forget that website address, you can always look in the notes underneath this video. Just click on the little more button with the arrow under the video and you can see all kinds of things that I offer for you each month. Okay, so this video is for you if Pisces is your sun sign, if it's your rising sign, if it's your moon sign or any other placement in Pisces, this report is part of your astrological picture. And if you are late degree Pisces, especially the later late degree Pisces, so we'll say um, anywhere between March 11th and the rest of the sign or 20 and 29 degrees, and the later you are in March and the later you are in degree, the more this is true, I also highly recommend you watch my Aries videos or um, podcasts or however you're listening because this you cuspy people have a more complex read and the later you are in the Pisces spectrum, the more your chart looks like an Aries chart, which means there are going to be pieces in that for you too. Okay, so what do we've got going on this month? This is a month I'm calling the big wake up. We've got Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter, Mercury all going direct. So we're spending part of the month in that retrograde, backwards, inwards, confusion, sort of can't plan two steps ahead of you mode. And then as the month goes on, everything's starting to wake up and some things that have been dormant for a short amount of time and things that have been dormant for a long amount of time, like many, many, many months, might start to awaken at this time in a big way. So things that had started to cook towards towards the beginning of the year and then just sort of went away and you're like, what happened there? Those types of things might start to come back and progress in a very big way. So it's a very exciting time. We are also, as we get towards the end of the month, we're getting more and more towards this golden opportunity in November. One of the best launch windows that we have for the whole year is going to open up and I'm actually going to give you a sneak peek into November and December to talk about this complex timeline where the Mercury retrograde and the Venus retrograde and the shadow periods and the eclipses and everything all merge together. So I'll give you a visual on that later. But this is a, this is a time when everything is starting to wake up. Pisces placements have had relationships in the forefront in a very big way. Everyone in the Zodiac has recently because the planets have been moving through Libra. Now planets are starting to move through Scorpio. Libra and Scorpio are the two um, signs of relationship partnerships that we have in the Zodiac. And But the Pisces placements not only have the um, signs they also have the houses being lit up of these partnerships. So it's kind of extra emphasis on partnership for you. You might have been asking questions about your relationship in September and October, wondering about things, reevaluating things, things that have been swept under the rug might be coming back for you to deal with for better and worse. Let's say that you're working on a project with your spouse and it's sort of just lost energy. It might have come back around and might start moving forward in a very big way or if you have problems that were unresolved. Those types of things are really coming into the forefront in September and October. And that's going to continue throughout this month and even into November, okay? So just kind of expect that your relationships are going to need more energy and need more focus or you're going to want to put more focus in those things or that people around you are going to need help or they might be supporting you. If you need help, this is an amazing time to get support from your friends and family and other places because the way that 
these sectors are lit up in your chart are just putting all eyes in that in that direction so you might find some previously hidden opportunities or someone might have offered you something that you weren't willing to take before and now maybe you're seeing it a different way and you're open to receive okay so a lot of emphasis on partnerships, relationships, and also joint financial matters. So anything having to do with investing or taxes or credit, credit cards, getting loans, buying homes, things like that, Things you might be getting closer to a very monumental experience in one of those arenas. Inheritances and life and death planning are also, um, estate planning are also very much in focus at this time. Very big must know is that this is a great time to research and to be looking into things and evaluating them, but if you have to make a decision about any of these things that I've listed in your partnership realm or otherwise that have come up, you might have more clarity and more oomph for making the decision and going in the new direction towards the end of the month and into November. Okay, so if you're not sure yet, it might not be the best time to make your big decisions until the energies are more clear and you have more oomph. Okay, so let's see what else we have going on. Um, Jupiter has been, and Saturn has been, playing in this energy of your 12th house. Okay, so the 12th house, it's, these are heavy hitter outer planets. So whenever we have outer planets in our 12th house, we have a long-term process of work being done in those arenas. Now, Jupiter has been in the 12th house for all early, middle, and late degree Pisces placements. Saturn, for you later degree placements, is not influencing as much, but you will be feeling what we're about to talk to as time goes on here. All right, so when I say late degree, again, I'm around March 11th through the rest of the sign, or 20 to 29 degrees if you're looking for another Pisces placement or watching for another Pisces placement. But it's important to pay attention to what I'm saying about Saturn anyway because the whispers will have come and it's very soon going to be your front and center okay and this has been going on for a long time for the rest of the pisces placements which is saturn is testing your mind and jupiter is seeking to expand it okay so we create from our subconscious mind everything that we create come from comes from storylines remembrances our dna you know all of that stuff the things that were imprinted from our childhood from our ancestors including through the dna um, if you believe in the collective consciousness or akashic records or any of those kind of things we're creating from all of that and all of that is embodied in the 12th house and that is the area that saturn's been putting on the pressure and jupiter's been seeking to expand so you might have been having intuitive awarenesses breakthroughs sudden insights and that is going to continue Saturn might be forcing you or making you um, inclined to meditate. This is one of the best things that anyone can do, I believe. But Pisces energy, remember, has this, um, it's mutable, so it has this spiraling nature and it spirals kind of down, which can be really great for your creative efforts, getting your you know creativity out you know, but it can also be depressive or, you know, make you feel scrambled and down because of the energy cycle. So meditating helps you to use that downward spiral in a grounding fashion, any kind of meditation that you're drawn to. And if you can make meditation a foundation of your centering of your life, then as everything spirals out and around, it helps you to have something clear, a column of light, 
a you know a concrete um, grounding cord that helps you to be better able to manage everything else that's going on. Okay, so Jupiter wants you to expand your intuition. Jupiter is wanting you to trust your intuition. It's wanting you to do work to understand your intuition, to do tangible things with those feelings that you get, and to start to more articulate um, that nebulous feeling. Like you might say, well, I just had a feeling about this. To start to trust those things and to start to notice where you feel them in your body. Saturn is also really trying to get you this like ethereal energy very um, mundane or notable, okay? So if you can start practicing, I feel this certain way, then you ask yourself the question, where do I feel that? What, do I have a sensation in my body? Maybe you feel it in your stomach. Maybe you get like a flutter over here. There are ways that your physicality wants to work with you to expand your intuition, and that's part of what's really waking up now as Jupiter is waking up in this 12th house. Also, it's helping you to clear out the things that are interfering with you moving forward in every area of your life because when Jupiter gets into Pisces at the end of December, you're going to have a very big opportunity to take all of the things you've been working on, all of your artistic projects, all of your inner work, all of your musings, all of whatever you've been doing in the internal realm and push it out, okay? And you're starting to see this come alive in this month of October, okay? so. Um, the more you do for your inner work, the more clarity you'll get, and the more it will be easier for you to move forward in your life. Some things you can do for inner work, EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique Tapping, NLP, you can look these acronyms up, um, EMDR, The Marriage of Spirit by Leslie Temple Thurston. These are some really great um, tools that I've used over time to help me manage my space. I have Jupiter in my 12th house um, natally. So what you all have been going through recently is something that I have for my whole life. So um, those are the kind of things that have become a standby for me to help me to use my intuition in my daily experience and to get my creations out into the world, which is the theme that's coming up really big for Pisces now. Now, because you've got this energy on the relationships, this is perfect timing because if you need help, to get those things that you're trying to create that you can see so clearly, that you can feel so clearly out into the world, there might be key people that are coming back into your life or new people that might start coming into your life that can help you. Like maybe you're an artist and you need a manager. Maybe you are, you know, you have your direction but you need a financier. These types of energies might be coming at this time. So just really watch out because this is a strong theme. Now, something else that's really important to note at this time is that Saturn has been, you know, as I talked about, that's why I was talking about the meditation, it can increase the chance for depression, okay? I have seen through doing thousands of individual readings with people over decades that when Saturn is lurking around the 12th house, it can either enhance or create the experience of feeling low, of feeling gloomy, of feeling down. And if it's to the point where you need to get help with that, no inner work is going to do what you need. You need help, okay? There are people that are going to need help, but that help can help you to have breakthroughs. And the help might mean also that you see a practitioner like a hypnotherapist or somebody that can help you to make um, structured and organized any sort of chaos or instability that's going on in your being. And it might be just things that you need like supplements. Maybe you need the help of a nutritionist. Um, maybe you need fish oil or other omegas if you're a, a vegetarian. You know, again, I'm not prescribing that for you because 
Not everybody can take those things if they have other things going on, but I've seen many, 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 many people who were okayed by their doctors to have fish oil or omegas that were vegetarian-based, algae-based, can help to soften depression because your brain needs certain things to function properly. And if you're not getting those things, what you might think of as a medical problem might actually be a nutritionally based issue that can be resolved. So these are the types of things that are coming up for you now that are open for your exploration and you have the help of Jupiter to expand the awareness and you have the help of Saturn to help ground in the solution. Okay, so now I wanna do this deep dive. Well, actually, there are a couple of other things I wanna talk about, let me see. All right, so we're leaving room for the last minute magic. Mentioned that. We're gonna talk in detail about some more of that. A couple of other must-knows about this month is we do still have more salty aspects compared to sweet ones. This has been an annoying trend since June. Um, we are going to have a reprieve from this in November, just a little peek into that. But for now, in October, we still do have more salty aspects and sweet ones. And if you want my report on all the sweet aspects and all the salty ones, what they are, what the dates are, what you can expect from them, definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com and sign up for my free email newsletter. I only send out a few emails a month. Um, and they're all content rich with helping you to use the energies of the month. And, and that sweet and salty report can really help you to understand as each roadblock comes up. And how I likened this um, energy last month when we were talking about this is like bumps in the road. If you know a speed bump is coming, you can slow down and you can go over it with more ease. If you don't know what's coming, you get jostled, you know, you're messing with your cars, all the shocks, <laughs> right? So. This month is going to have bumps along the way, but there are also lots of sweet spots, but it is important to know that you are gonna have a bump, okay, then a clear, and then a bump, and then it's clear. And if you know that going into it, it will help you to deal with it. All right, let's see what else. Um, we also have quite a lot of in-conjunct aspects, especially with the planet of Uranus. So those jolts, those shocks, you know, they're going to come in and be like, ah, oh, and like you're getting your, you know, have your fingers stuck in a, a light socket. And during eclipse season, we also feel like that where the anxiety levels really increase. And you might start noticing that some anxiety is starting to increase for multiple reasons. These Uranus um, jolts and also the eclipse season, you're feeling big change coming either for yourself or other people. Sometimes change is in the air and you feel it even if it's not for you. It's that energy that we're stepping into. So if you know that going into this month, you can be better prepared to work with whatever comes up. Okay, so now I wanna do a deep dive into what the heck is going on in October, November, December from the perspective of the retrogrades, the shadow periods, this golden period we have for taking important actions, the last big golden period of the year. I wanna talk about um, more about the eclipses and the eclipse cycle wrapping up and give you some dates um, about those. So let's go into this deep dive for our October, November, December um, overview now. Okay, so to understand the theme, the big wake up for October, 2021, it's easier I think to see it in a visual um, context and also to understand October, compared to November and December and what we've got going on in this cluster of time will help you to better understand the energy of this month. All right, so the first thing of note that we've got going on 
is that these outer planets are waking up. So Pluto on October 6th, Saturn on the 11th, Jupiter on the 18th, and then we've got Mercury also waking up. This is an inner planet, but we've still been in this Mercury retrograde period, um, you know, since September. So the energy for the first half or so of the month is very much retrograde, okay? And then every day, 19th, 20th, 21st, every day we march into October, later in the month, these energies that just woke up start to get stronger, all right? So by the time we're at November 3rd, Mercury retrograde is clear and we enter this golden period of the 3rd through the 17th before the Venus shadow period starts. Venus shadow starts November 18th, gets stronger as the month of November goes on. Venus goes retrograde on December 19th. Okay, so you can see this time between November 3rd and the 17th is this golden opening where these planets are, have gained a lot of momentum. Mercury is completely strong. Venus has not yet started to slip. So now, now that we understand this, we'll get back to some of these other pieces here. Let's talk about the retro energies and direct energies and how you use them differently. So basically, the first half of October, we'll say through, of course, the 18th, because that's when everything goes direct. It's very strong in this, and this lingers throughout October, but it starts to get lighter and lighter as the month goes on, and as the month goes on, it gets more into these energies. And then the 3rd through the 17th of November is really, really strong with this energy, okay? So in retrograde time, we want to deal with what comes up more rather than trying to do future planning or, you know, think too much ahead. We want to clear out clutter in any area of our lives, our health, our relationships, our houses, our desk. We want to leave things unscheduled because last minute magic can show up and the more space you have to receive it, the better. This is a fantastic time for research, not as much the big launches and decisions and agreements and all of this stuff, um, unless it's unavoidable, but researching these things and making you know um, your pros and cons list, getting information so that you can strike when the iron's hot. The retro time, so you know it's basically all of October, but especially through around the 18th. We want to wrap up loose ends and finish old projects. Also, retrogrades are known for confusion where you can't see that far ahead. You're not sure about what you want to do with any of these kind of things, you know. Um, and if you know that that's, that's happening, then it's okay because you know that it's likely going to clear. It's a time to be in the moment and it's a time to honor the flow and, and not force anything. Now, as we get later in October, you'll start to feel the clarity coming back, especially once we get into November, the zest and ideas for new projects, things like big launches, like getting your book out, your creative babies of any sort, your big decisions, your agreements, your paperwork, your investing, your moves, anything like that, future planning, and that 
back to push and initiate mode away from the don't force mode is another important change that starts to evolve as October goes on. And the more you can do these things in this November 3rd through 17th, 3rd through 17th, you'll have all of the oomph of the direct motion. And I always liken this, this time to when the tide is going out. Retrograde is like when the tide is going in. If you try to push a message in a bottle out on the shore, you know, to go out to the sea, it's probably going to come bobbing right back to you. That's why these things are better indicated in the retrograde time. But as we move into the direct time, it's time to put your boat afloat, to have the, the action of the tides going out, you know, to put your bottle out to sea, to, to, to put all of your energy out there because you have oomph. Now, as we get into the 18th, the tides from the Venus perspective start slowly rolling in, okay? But there is quite a bit of usable, what I call usable energy for the rest of November. And I'm just giving you this little sneak peek to understand this, even though we're talking about October, because October is more in this retrograde mode. And then November is more in this direct mode, you see? So this will help you to better guide your actions in October to understand the energies of November more. But you will have some usable energy for the rest of November. You just have to use it w with caution. And you, if you want to get a sneak peek about this, we'll talk about this more in the November report. But look for Annie Botticelli Venus Retrograde. I have a whole Venus and Retrograde blog series. I've got a really great detailed video. And um, also my book, Planetology, How to Align with the Natural Rhythms of the Universe, has a very big section on these Venus Retrograde energies. Okay, so now... Back to this energy in October, we also have at the beginning of the month, eclipse season is beginning, okay? Because the first eclipse is November 19th, but eclipse season starts around four to six weeks before the actual eclipse. So that places us right back here at the beginning of October. Okay, so besides this big wake up for these outer planets and Mercury, We've got eclipse season beginning, so, you know, those life-changing pieces of information, those life-changing experiences, those very big goodbyes, those very big hellos, and this is a very big wrap-up because this season holds the last eclipse in the Sagittarius-Gemini um, cycle. So what we're wrapping up here, and this energy is starting to make itself manifest in October, which is why we're talking about it now, the Sagittarius-Gemini eclipse cycle has been in effect since around March 2020. And everybody remembers that month will go down in infamy when the world shut down. So things wrapping up at this time. Also, if you want to have some context, you can think back. So basically, it was the, the eclipse cycle was from May 2020. But again, the four to six week period started us in March through around January of 2022. Okay, so we're here in October, we're starting to get the pieces falling together of closing out this cycle. If you want to have context as to when the last time that cycle happened, the Sagittarius Gemini eclipse cycle, it was around 2010 to 2012. So you might see some similar storylines that came up at that time. Now what we're starting in this new cycle is the Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle. And of course, we'll go into way more details about this in the November and December reports when the actual eclipses occur, but it's important for you to know these things now because the eclipse season starts in early October. 
So think back to the end of 2002 and um, to like through 2003 and then the second half of 2012 to early 2014. <clears throat> then we've got now August 2021 through the end of 2023. And the reason why we have August here is because we do start to see a few months even before the eclipse cycle begins that sometimes little hints will come in. So that's very, very sensitive, you know, um, might be harder to see that energy. So we'll just put it back to October 2021 through the end of 2023 is the Taurus Scorpio cycle. So the things that are coming in now are going to really big, be big players through the end of 2023. And we'll go into details about exactly where that hits in your chart um, in the November and December reports. For our purposes for October, just know that it's a big wrap up of the old eclipse cycle and the big beginning of the new eclipse cycle as this eclipse season starts this month. Okay, so I've given you lots of information to help you make the most of October 2021 and beyond. If you would like even more information, definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. That is the interface for all of the things that I do for you each month, the connection to my podcast and my Pinterest and my school and my blogs and all of that you can find there. If you would like to be an astrologer as your profession or just to do it to help your friends and family and yourself, you will love my becoming a professional astrologer mastery course. If you think I put a lot of details into these monthly reports, month after month, year after year, you should see what goes on, the comprehensive nature of that course, which you can see at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E, life.com. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye.